welcome to the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, the fortnightly podcast that explores self-awareness, leader effectiveness and leadership at all levels. Join me, your host, Nia Thomas, as we talk to today's Knowing Self, Knowing Others guest. Sarah, thank you very much for joining me today on my very first podcast. It's fabulous to have you here. (laughs) And I was just thinking about, I think we've met through LinkedIn. Yeah, we have actually. Yeah. And I don't think we've actually ever met in person. No, I would definitely remember that. But we are long overdue an in-person meet. (laughs) Most definitely. Yeah, that uh, 3D part is definitely missing. Absolutely. It's wonderful to have you here. And for everybody else listening, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself because Sarah is a particularly interesting person to all those listeners that uh, maybe have not come across Sarah before. Once you've heard about Sarah, you will definitely be um, linking yourself to her on LinkedIn and listening to her podcast. So Sarah, (laughs) please do introduce yourself. Uh, Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm totally delighted and I feel very flattered to be your first guest. (laughs) Uh, So my name is Sarah Metcalf. Um, I am the chief happiness officer and founder at my own company called Happy Coffee Consulting. And I do uh, workplace culture and happiness consulting. So um, the idea being that uh, if you focus on the happiness of your employees, um, then basically every business metric you care to measure is improved um, uh, as long as, as well as you know making your business better it's also the right thing to do uh, and then on the side because I have so much time I am also the co-leader of Woohoo Unlimited and we are a group of uh, around 130 um, chief happiness officers from more than 30 countries around the world um, and we are really just uh, working on promoting that as a mission to create a, a better world of work. That's brilliant. Thank you, Saria. And um, if anybody is interested in the Chief Happiness Officer training, please do go and uh, check out Sarah's website, um, Happy Coffee Consulting, and you will find out lots of information there. It's something that I aspire to. So hopefully one day I will get onto that course. We will get you. I know yeah. we will get you. <laughs> so, Sarah, we have five questions that I'm okay. going to pick your brains about if I may. So the first question, how do you define self-awareness? Oh, so I I guess for me, self-awareness is obviously a simple answer, being aware of yourself. But I think um, for me, it is about looking at who you are as a person, who you believe you are who you aspire to be how you impact others how you're coming across and I guess really thinking about the difference between um yeah between those two because often who we think we are who we're trying to portray um and then who we potentially are to other people can sometimes be different and so um, for me, self-awareness is about constantly questioning, um, you know, thinking again, looking at yourself from a different light, looking at yourself in a different way, trying to see yourself through someone else's eyes. Um, and uh, yeah, and all of those kind of different spidery webs that, that fill into it. I think there's probably more to it, but in a, in a somewhat succinct way, I guess that would be 
um, how I would define it. That's really interesting. And I'm already going off topic. Um, Go. (laughs) Part of the uh, positive psychology at work that uh, you really understand far more than I do, that notion of feedback and giving feedback well. During my Mm. research, I read a lot about feedback and and being self-aware and how you give that feedback and also receive that feedback Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what does positive psychology say about self-awareness feedback how you put all of those things together so that you create um, a learning culture within an organization Mm -hmm. Uh, such a good question and I'm definitely not an expert um, or I would never call myself an expert passionate I'm very passionate about it (laughs) um so I think self, in, in the context of feedback, um, self-awareness is a, also including awareness of others, right? Mm-hmm. So some people are more sensitive than other people. Um, I know this because I am one of those people. So having an awareness of other people's kind of personality types, their communication styles, their values, their needs. I just did a really, really interesting um, kind of uh, deep dive into um, uh, conflict and and kind of the idea of people's needs and their needs being met or unmet is kind of the the root of all conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the idea that being self-aware is important. So how do you come across? How do you prefer to be told things you know that the platinum rule of management don't manage others how you want to be managed manage Mm -hmm. others how they want to be managed but that that takes an awareness of how your what your style is you know how you know what are your strengths what are your styles and I it's not kind of any one of the but you can choose any of them right um Mm -hmm. I, I think you know if you do personality profiling if you do strengths finders if you do communication styles learning if you do Myers-Briggs you know whatever it is that you're doing um it's all a data point right about yourself and then what you have to do is turn that around and go right if I'm like this and this is how everything affects me how who is the other person and what affects them and then how do who I how does who I am affect them and that's part of the feedback for me that's really really critical because um you can give feedback in a way that you believe is useful and helpful and then be really surprised that it's not taken well Sure. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, and there's kind of a lot to that if we went all the way into the feedback side of things you know in terms of you know positive feedback is so rarely given it's you know never ever ever have I ever heard someone say oh you know what I get too much positive feedback from my boss <laughs> sure. yeah definitely <laughs> uh, so yeah so I guess in terms of self-awareness it's almost knowing who you are and then knowing who they are very interesting so I'm going to take you on to question number two. Okay. Do you think there is a relationship between self-awareness and leader effectiveness? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we just talked about, 
if you're aware of your style. Uh, so someone like myself, who's potentially like a really um, very happy person, maybe has a higher happy set point, but also um, one of my strengths is positivity. So I can um, be a very effective leader, but I can also cause people to think I'm not an effective leader because they think I don't see the negative side of things, right? Mm, so again, yeah. this awareness of how I come across and what people might need to hear again. So <laughs> this is almost becoming, I keep veering away from self-awareness and into awareness in general, sure. I guess, being really critical, obviously being aware of myself. That's the, that's the one thing I have impact on and I can be in charge of, and I can change or adapt. Um, so, so understanding myself is really critical. I think also the leaders I know who have self-awareness um in my experience have also had more ability to accept where they're wrong you yeah, know because if you're if you're going into self-awareness mm -hmm. you're automatically starting to get curious about yourself right sure and so as soon as you become curious about yourself you can stop being defensive because I think curiosity is the antidote to a lot of those kind of negative yeah. mindsets right yeah absolutely. so so being curious about yourself probably would lead you to be like oh well if this is about me then what about you actually yeah. um and and so then again if you're effective as a leader it means you can communicate you can help people you're aware of the situations you can be wrong Therefore, you can be vulnerable, you can be available, you can be uh, empathic, all these things that potentially, if you just think you're really great at your job, you might, you might not be as open to all of those external factors. <laughs> so I think interesting, yeah. interesting yeah. ideas. I yeah, so. definitely. I'm going to take you straight on to question three. Mm -hmm. Do you think effective leaders can be found at all levels of organizations? So a slight different twist to the question. It is a different twist mm -hmm. and I, lo I love it because it is a nuance, but um, I believe often they are found more at all levels of the organization okay. um, than, than in, not everywhere and not in every organization, but we are still in a space where historically speaking, people have been promoted because they're really good at their core jobs, not mm -hmm. because they're great leaders. Yep. And so um, if you're searching around, then you'll probably see people who make things happen. That's probably the best description I've got in any organization. Interesting. If, do do if you, you think that in... different mm. industries have... Um, are this is more prevalent in different industries do you think there are some organizations and sectors that are more red tape where it doesn't allow this to happen or do you think this is, has potential in any organization I think it has potential in any organization I think mm -hmm. if you find effective leaders even in a high bureaucracy organization you'll those are the people who get uh, get stuff done censor mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> myself there <laughs> uh, if you walk into an organization a great example um, when I was in elementary school if anyone wanted anything done they went to the secretary yeah absolutely. anyone any parent any yeah. teacher 
any child, everyone knew where to go. Um, And so you'll have these kind of hubs of knowledge and they may not be getting things done through traditional leadership lenses. Um, But I would call those people leaders. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And you do see them in all walks of life, in all sectors and all industries. Yes. Yeah. And they are often the people that you remember for their ability to lead teams without that maybe management mandate behind them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got someone who is um, people are following them? Yeah without without that mandate right (laughs) well this takes us very neatly on to question four yeah so do you think that leaders at the most strategic level of organizations have greater self-awareness than leaders at other levels of organization such a loaded question Mm -hmm. (laughs) isn't it so i my observation it has been that some of them, yes, mm-hmm. um, huge amounts of them, no, but they believe they have, uh-huh. uh, and they use the language, and they um, maybe they want to, okay. but again, vulnerability, because I think we're coming into a really interesting period here where you have people from the kind of you know 80s and 90s and you know early noughties school of management uh-huh. who are who are this is the end of their career this is the twilight of their career um and some of the people who are who are somewhat under them who are learning this new style of management and leadership and and some of them just get it and they're great and some yep. of them do not but i would say i guess the most strategic level of organizations they should have greater self-awareness than leaders at other levels of organizations but and when you see someone who does it it is like magic it is like lightning yeah it is like you know I don't know what else to call it except for it's it is magic Mm -hmm. um but I haven't seen that as like I walk into to to senior leadership and that's what I see across the board. Yeah, that's my experience. I hope that there are many organizations out there who have those things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't yet seen it like, yeah, like, yeah, they all do. Um, yeah. I do think, though, that there is a much greater understanding for the need for it. And I think that is definitely a movement that I, I see in here and feel is happening. Do you think that COVID has changed that, accelerated that movement? I think for me in in what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm mm. reading, I think there is a shift towards a different style of management because we've been more interested in well-being, um, which means that you have to be more aware of people, how people are behaving, their emotions, etc. Are you seeing some yeah yeah so I would say just sitting in the in this way that we are that we Mm -hmm. did for such a long time has definitely had an impact on people them for all people maybe not just leaders but all people being more self-aware because we have had um 
I don't want to say time because many of us were incredibly overworked and are still overworked and time is a as a ridiculous mm-hmm. concept you know as I was doing 10 hours of meetings with my three-year-old hanging off my shoulders yeah and yeah. my husband upstairs in bed for nine months you know that was <laughs> I totally appreciate that but space I would say it created space for mm-hmm. us to be more self-aware so I think that it has and then as you said all of the kind of traditional ways that we have managed walking around looking at people seeing productivity um all the ways that we have created happier workplaces you know perks benefits bonuses great office stuff food you know free fruit and coffees and all those kinds of things those were all gone yeah And so we absolutely had to roll up our sleeves as leaders and managers and those who hadn't taken account of people's well-being and people's uh, individual needs and requirements in the workplace um, came front and center. Um, Mm. I think, sadly, my observation is we've slipped. We haven't learned as Mm. well as I would have liked us to. Yeah, I and uh, I wish I wish that weren't the case. Um, I think it will happen, and I think it has definitely expedited um, yeah. this type of leadership and management that you and I totally believe in and uh, buy into. Um, but not not as much as I wished it had. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's interesting, and I think you're right. We we sort of moved forward. It's almost like a wave. You can see uh-huh. the wave moves forward, and then yeah. it moves back a little bit further. Yeah. But then the tide has got to come in, and then exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and I wonder whether we're just on a on a really trajectory of change still. Yeah. I totally I, yeah yeah. I think we are. I think the biggest changes are still to come. I, my, I wonder if we my sense. talk in 12 months time what yeah. would we be talking about yeah definitely what would I, be the I'd important love, love things to. yeah what are the things that that have completely shifted and moved yeah, uh, yeah I agree really interesting um, to see this so the final question question number five do you think effective leaders have more self-awareness than ineffective leaders Absolutely. And hopefully our conversation has has led to that. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think where I see ineffective leaders is exactly that people who have absolutely no concept. And these are senior leaders, but also leaders in, in many other areas that you have leadership. They have no concept of the impact or lack of impact their actions, behaviors have on those around them um they are they are those the ineffective leaders are those people who you know you put your head in your hands when you had a meeting with them (laughs) or everybody's cameras off because the looks of disbelief on your face those those people say things and I you know I'm laughing at it because it's happened multiple times to me but it's so unfortunate because I actually I do believe that anyone can be an effective leader Mm -hmm. Um, and self-awareness is a huge piece of that Um, because once you're self-aware then you can start to be vulnerable and to share things with people and say things like I don't actually know what that means as the leader right or as the head of something Um, whereas you it feels it feels more like ineffective leaders are now the emperor's new clothes and that's yeah. that's how that's how I experience them. Yeah, <laughs> you'll walk out of a room, uh, or walk out of a meeting, 
and everyone looks around because they assume they're the only person who uh-huh. was was less than blown away say by the the tactics mm-hmm. or whatever happened in that particular space but um yeah and if you were self-aware you would um start to ask other people questions and you would start to get curious and you would understand what could I do differently what could I do better um where am I getting things right what am I great at what am I not so great at and you know oh I really messed this one up or I said the wrong thing or I needed to you know that's that's what starts this dialogue of of being and bringing your your whole self to work right being human and uh vulnerable and and saying, you know, when things are bad, you know, people treating people at work like adults. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Earlier on, you said something like people are often promoted because they are good at the technical side of their role, but actually mm. those people aren't always leaders. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what you're saying here, that, that mm. actually just because you're at a senior position, if you are lacking in self-awareness, have you really got that ability to create that team, that true leadership style and culture within your team, your organization? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sums it up perfectly. Really. That's it. It's if you, you know, self-awareness is probably a leadership skill. And so if you don't have it, perhaps you shouldn't be a leader. Um, But it's also a challenging thing because, you know, self-awareness is also, um we decide how self-aware we are right so it's it's if I think I'm really self-aware who says I actually am well I do because it's myself right so there's you know obviously it's a um that's I guess for me that's where that as a leader self-awareness is just half of that um it's half of that puzzle the other bit is awareness of others yeah most definitely um, and yeah. there's a study the Dunning-Kruger study which which I absolutely love and and forgive me because I always think of Donald Trump when I think of this if I think <laughs> I'm brilliant at something it's quite likely that I'm not brilliant at something so yes yeah. the, the leaders who think they are amazing and fabulous and and have their team in the palm of their hand they're often the ones who really really don't so if anybody's exactly. interested in that, please look up the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's, it's really interesting and you will see it play out in your organizations. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that is, it's the emperor's new clothes. It's, you know, mm-hmm. the, those head in your hands moments. Um, and it's it's so unfortunate because, like I said, I think anyone can be a great leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you've got to leave that ego at the door and absolutely mostly mostly what we don't see we're starting to see more of it um but yeah it's not where it's it's i don't think we've quite hit the tipping point yet yeah the wave has still got a bit more distance still a bit more yeah exactly yeah we have another another few tides (laughs) (laughs) sarah it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you thank you so much for being my very first guest on the knowing self knowing others podcast um maybe we will indeed come back and have another conversation in 12 months time and we'll put the world to rights then i would love to do that thank you so much for having me it's been brilliant sarah thank you thank you for joining me your host nia thomas at the knowing self knowing others podcast if you'd like to know more about self-awareness leader effectiveness and leadership at all levels 
please take a look at my website, knowingselfknowingothers.co.uk. You can also join me on YouTube, LinkedIn or Twitter. Make sure you bookmark the Knowing Self Knowing Others podcast and tune into the next episode in two weeks time. I look forward to having you on my learning journey. Thank you.